It's time for another episode of the Cultural Hall. It's Articles of News. Man, several weeks in the uh, in the waiting on this one. Uh, I would take complete credit for the wait on it, but it's not my fault. If I can pass that buck, if I can point the finger elsewhere, if I can say, "Hey, you know, you know who did that?" It's uh, it's Brother Kyle. Hi. Did I do this? What do I have to do? Hey, Brother Kyle, what are you doing? Oh, I'm gone. I'm gonna go do a triathlon. I'm gonna go be athletic and one last time. Yeah. yeah. Well, what? Nobody else would record with you. Listen, I tried. I begged. <laughs> I pleaded, and everyone, everyone that listens was just like, "We want to know what what happened to Brother Kyle and his triathlon." So then, after you did it, I didn't feel like I could do articles of news with anyone else. And Janae, Janae wanted to, but she couldn't this morning. She's working. She said, you know what? I can't handle being on another Articles of News with Brother Kyle where he doesn't have the sounders on his phone turned off so that it comes through in the first part of the episode like it just did. So, Did you hear that? Of course I did. Of course I did. Here, I'll flip it. There. Thank you. It's Thank you. Thank you for flipping it. So let's start there. Come on. Tell me. You're obviously alive, so that's good. Yeah, I survived. And Janae uh, Manite was there. Uh, and you guys did live video, so if people follow the Cultural Hall on uh, Facebook, you did it there, and also in the Patreon group, if people people are Patreon subscribers, you're all over the place. Yeah, and Janae Manite nearly got me disqualified from the biggest race of my career. Really? Because at one point, she took her phone and ran along with me uh-huh. live taping. Right. That's against the rules. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> And so, and so you don't hear at the end of that, my plus one yelling, Janae, Janae, get out. Why, why can't you run alongside what? Because I guess it gives extra motivation to people or something like that. Yeah, and support. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, you can't run along with people. <laughs> <laughs> it's. And and, I'm sad that that didn't happen. Like, I'm great. I'm super grateful that it didn't happen. But what an epic <laughs> story after all you've been through. Yeah, yeah. And then just a way that she wants to support you running alongside and you get disqualified. <laughs> and and the, the series of events that that would have caught that that would have destroyed would have been epic proportion. Uh, and here's why, because also at the race was for the first time ever, uh, my mother oh, and really? my sister and my sister's daughter, her niece, my niece. Um, so three generations of brown ladies, uh, not of skin color, but sure, I mean, sure. my family. Sure. And they'd never been to one of my events before. So they said, you know, we're down moving my niece, her daughter, the granddaughter, out of her apartment because uh, she's getting married um, and it's the end of the semester. So it, we're in Cedar City near that. So we're going to stay an extra day or two. We're going to come see this thing, see what it's all about. So, and this is a niece, my favorite niece, the only one whose name I know, and she's getting married on the day of my big uh, triathlon in June. And it was the same day. And I said, hey, I had this plan for the last year. Sorry, you can't have your wedding, but everybody voted that against it. And so it was a big issue with the family. I wasn't going to the wedding. Uncle Kyle wasn't going. So, so anyway, they, they looked past that and they came to my event. And, um, and and what would they what did they think? So for people who don't know, this is an Iron Man. It's like a full fledged Iron Man. It's not like a almost an Iron Man or pretty close an Iron Man, and it happens in St. George every year, obviously except for a pandemic year. Yeah, Iron Man seventy point three is what it is, and this was the North American Championship Series. Uh, so this was one that would. This is one. There's a lot of big names, and it had what they claim the greatest finish ever. In an Ironman 70.3, uh, the two pros, there were four seconds separating first and second. An epic battle. It's all over the internet and YouTube. I, I've seen it on several shows. Just what an incredible race. I was involved in that. Yeah, no, no I, none of those two was Kyle. No. In fact, if you, look, if you look at the video, you can see all the way in the distance, like this streak of white. That's that's brother Kyle. There's like a bunch of people between like the front people battling. Then there's like the whole like the trickling in. And if you see the yep. white streak kind of coming over the mountain in the video, that's brother Kyle. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, anyway, it was it was a big one. They went to it and they enjoyed it because it's a pretty impressive thing. So so they went and cheered me on for the first time, and I, I told them where to go, and they got to see it, and and uh, 
so, and also my my niece's uh, fiance, mm-hmm. who I've never met before. He came there, and uh, and some friends of mine. So it was a, it was a big uh, thing, and of course, Janine and I there and her family. So uh, so anyway, you know, they look past the fact that I'm going to miss the wedding, and I didn't know that it was that big of a deal. So to back up, I finished the race, and I'm I feel pretty good. Um, I look through the uh, like standings on it. And because this was a national championship, I placed actually quite highly and I am going to the world championships in September. Well, whoa. I received a letter of invitation saying, would you represent the United States of America, the USA at the world championships in September? Shut up. Yeah. That's awesome. So I'm pretty excited because here's now here's the kind of funny, ironic thing. People are like, well, great. You know, two years ago was in Oslo, Norway. Before that was in Austria. Next year's in Japan. Mm -hmm. Before that was in South Africa. Where is it this year? Milwaukee. It's in St. George, Utah. (laughs) Is it the same course then? You're running the same course? It is the same course. Here's the great thing. If it was anywhere else, I wouldn't be able to go. Yeah. I mean, financially... uh, you know, working out the logistics of it. No way I'd have to pass on my spot, but mm. no, I get to go because it's in my backyard and my home course. So, so I accepted the invitation to represent you. Any of you that are Americans, I'm going to be your representative at the world championships. USA. Say USA. 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 Or what? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Congratulations. That's pretty cool. So I told my family that and they're like, oh, that's cool. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, you're going to the world. You qualified. It's not like you I just signed up for in time. No, I qualified and was chosen for the world championships. And they're like, oh, that's cool. And I said, but this will make you happy Um, because of that. They have offered because my other full Ironman was in between uh, in in June and in order to be at my peak fitness for September, they said, if you would like to change your Ironman in Coeur d'Alene to next year, 2022, we will allow you to do that. Well, Which they never do because they're like, we want you to be on top fitness for the world championship. USA, USA, USA. So, so, so am I going to draw this out and say, Uncle Kyle's going to be at the wedding coming up in June? I told them that. Uh-huh. I said, so, because you came, you cheered me on. I did so well, my best ever, even though I'm getting older and evidently dying, uh, <laughs> I, will be, I will be coming to the wedding. So my sister texted me and she said, I just had to explain as I walked into a Relief Society meeting why I was crying. And it's because my prayers had been answered. She said, <laughs> I was praying for anything, an earthquake, a flood in Coeur d'Alene for this to not happen. So that you could come to the wedding. <laughs> she said, it was a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, <clears throat> you know, you keep having miracles like this. You're going to have a harder and harder time explaining it when you get to heaven. And God's like, hey, pal, I kept giving <laughs> you I kept giving you the shot that. And, and what I felt really bad about. I mean, now I feel good. But my niece then immediately and I'm her favorite uncle. We're very close because she was a first niece. She gets me. We've had a great relationship for 22 years, 23 years, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she said, I'm so glad, you know, all this happened and it happened for a reason because I was devastated hmm. that you can come to my wedding. And I'm like, oh, man, I feel like the biggest jerk that that I'm like, oh, I devastated her. Hmm. I had her devastated. So I felt I mean, I feel good now, but I felt so bad. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Yeah. But yeah. That's uh, that's pretty remarkable. A couple of things that I just want to point out, though, if if I yeah. can, and and this will sound very Richie esque <laughs> to this whole thing. So I ju- I just want to point out, they were devastated that you couldn't come to a wedding, and you are a world champion contender. I just want to put that in perspective for everyone, right? Like they could be happy for you, but the other side of that is that they were devastated that you couldn't go to this particular thing. So, okay. Yeah, I get it. Especially your favorite niece and all that. I do have one question before I move on from the wedding. Does this mean that you're going to be performing the ceremony or they get married in the temple and, and all the other stuff? They're getting married in the temple, but today they're having a, a, a wedding 
or, or, or yeah, a shower, a wedding okay. shower for over okay. at my brothers. I'm going to run over right after this and say hello, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, since I haven't talked to them since. And but I'm going to ask if I can do a ceremony outside of. Oh, cool. Yeah. Like a ring ceremony. Cool. And yeah. I hope, and I hope that you get to officiate it. So that's one thing Two, Can I, can I ask you something? And this will be sort of a bizarre question, but it is how my mind thinks. And I am curious. So as people have sort of been following, and if you haven't, you should go back and listen to old articles of news. There was sort of like this immediate end of life scare for Kyle. And it ends up that as far as we know, at the presence of this recording, that it's not that that, you know, it's some other things and he's seeing a, a therapist and not therapist like a, you know, psychologist, but like therapies that are going to help uh, the speech be able to return all these different things. Right. Do you feel like because people had that scare of, well, Kyle's probably going to die, that now people are being a lot more committed and present in your life? When you mentioned yes. like when you mentioned like your your mom never going to any of these competitions ever before or, you know, just these different things. So you said yes already, and I, I guess Absolutely. I kind of see that. So then my question is, do you sort of are are you just grateful that they're willing to be a part of your life, or does a part of you go, well, what if I would have died? Why wouldn't you have done this before? Or why does it take a near death experience for people? And this is a greater question, I suppose, you know. But why why well, does it I take hadn't something thought like of that, that till now? <laughs> Man, yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. a it's a curious thing because the thing for me, you know, I'd thought about you before. I had you know considered, oh, I wonder what brother Kyle's up to or whatever. But I straight up prayed for you in the time when you were trying to figure things out, and I you know just was like, help him to be great with whatever happens, and help me to know what I can do to be a support to him. But I never prayed for you before. Why did it take me thinking that you were going to die for me to you know toss up a couple for brother Kyle? Yeah, I didn't know how little people cared. <laughs> until this <laughs> until I was going to die and and the thing is lots of people cared I guess we just didn't put care into action I don't know it's a it's a curious thing it's you got uh, as far as the race goes it's worth noting uh personal best right uh, a record for you yeah personal a PR they call it personal yeah. record which is I didn't expect because in my my record there was three years ago I was still in my 40s. Yeah, yeah. Now you're in you your get 50s. Older. Yeah. Yeah. And I had given up on this one because a week before, I was so stressed about the goals I had set for this race. I, I was standing in the shower crying at the gym mm-hmm. after swimming. and Which, <laughs> by go. the way, way to pick a great place to cry in the shower. Like, don't do it in the privacy of your own home. Make sure it's no. at the gym after swimming. Sure. <laughs> and people hear me in there. And they're like, you okay? Yeah. <laughs> I sure yes. am glad it's raining. <laughs> yeah? Do you remember that? That yes. that that song in that movie would make me cry every single time. Ernest saves uh, Ernest saves camp. What is it? Ernest goes to camp? Uh, something like that. Yeah. yeah. I think that's it. <laughs> but I, but I at that moment in the shower I I released I said I'm going to go do this, but I'm giving up. I had three goals. I said, forget it. I'm going to go do this. My family's coming. I'm just going to do it, not end up in the hospital. Mm. Let's just do it. And the weight of the world was lifted off my shoulders, and I went into it with a clear mind and feeling good, and and then I did good. Yeah. So maybe I should give up more often. Yeah, that's the lesson. Yes. Yeah. Give up your goals Yeah. and just, just do it because you have to. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Uh, I want to tell you something briefly, and then we'll break, and we'll come back and do actual articles of news for people who might be listening for the first time, and they're saying, hey, wait, these guys aren't even talking about any news articles. We always like to catch up, fill people in on a couple of things. I, uh, I am, uh, what, ashamed to admit this? I have anxiety be- about admitting this. I had not got my first vaccination shot until yesterday. Are you serious? I so, thought you did a while ago. Yeah, so I got the virus in August of 2020, and it rocked my world. It was pretty terrible. It, on the last night before I started feeling better, I remember going to bed with, like, lungs and skin on fire saying, if it's worse, I'm getting my butt to the hospital tomorrow. If this gets any worse than what I am, I'm going to the hospital. And then I woke up and I felt a little better. And then, of course, you know, spoiler or no spoiler, I got just fine. Well, I've had tremendous amounts of anxiety about getting the shot. 
Not because I think that I'm going to be tracked. Not because I think I'm even going to have blood clots or anything like that, right? I just have had anxiety thinking, you know, if they, they say for a lot of folks, if you had the virus, then you get the shot. It's like reintroducing the uh, virus to your body. And immediately your body goes, whoa, alert, alert, alert. It's this thing again. It's why when people, if you have the two shot, uh, the two dose regimen on the second one, your body kind of goes, hey, wait a minute. What's going on here? Well, I went to one of these mass vaccination sites, right? You make the appointment, you go in, there's the line and the arrows and lots of room and totally spaced. And yeah. I do this thing, um, which someone contend I do all of the time, um, but in particular in these kind of situations, I do this thing where when I'm really nervous, I make all sorts of really terrible jokes. No. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, Are you hey. nervous right now? No, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> So I walk into this place and I'm like, hey, uh, hey, I recognize you, not from the eyes up, but from the nose down and the person's wearing a mask and they're just, you know, I just am like, I'm like the grandpa at the car dealership or, you know, the, you know, the, the one guy in your ward. I become that when I get super anxious and I am, I'm just like. I, I yeah. you know, I come in and, and, and they could tell I was coming in hot and they're like, go sit here and they get your information and they're, you know, they're going to give me the shot. And I said, you know, can I be honest with you? I'm very anxious about this. And they said, the needle's not very big. And I'm like, no, it's not the needle size. I'm not afraid of anything like that. But I have the entire weekend where I didn't have anything that I needed to be to. Like, that's how much I have been like preparatorily reactionary to this inoculation, right? Wanted to make sure I had nothing going on. I sure. did. I like, yeah. pre I pre-massaged the, 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 uh, vaccination site on my arm. I, you know, I took the ibuprofen immediately after I've done exercises to keep things mobile. I slept with an eye, you know, all these different things. I feel yeah. I, and as of this recording, knock on wood, I'm almost 24 hours out. I feel fine. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, and is this the two or one shot? I'm, I'm this two, is the two uh, shot. Two, yeah. two shot. Two shot. Uh, I feel a little bit like, uh, you know. Your like, arm feels sore right yeah, there, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Where you got it? Yeah. I feel sore there. Like when you had that jerk friend back in high school and they'd yes! see a Volkswagen. Boom. Yeah. Yep. Boom. Yep. Oh, yeah. for yeah. diddle. Yeah. Or no slug bug. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I've been driving with my jerky friend. And we went on a road trip and there was a lot of Volkswagens, but not anything worse than that. But I really yeah. like I had planned to get up this morning and go hiking because it's a beautiful day here and all, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I just was like, you know what? I just want to make sure that I'm I'm not going to be disappointed by anything. So I'm just going to I'm just going to take it as it is. And now because I can never be content with anything. Now I'm sort of kicking myself that I didn't make more plans, that I wasn't more because I don't have a lot of free weekends the rest of the year. I wish that I would have been more, um, you know, out and about and, and think that I would have been just fine. Like, so now I'm living in the fear. I don't know. You can't win. That's what I'm thinking today. But I'm, I'm... Well, I will tell you for the second shot, uh -huh. as, as someone who has had one, it, it's a little worse. However, I felt like I had a mild cold for exactly 24 hours and then gone. Yeah. It was like clockwork. And it wasn't bad at all. I still went for a bike ride. Did you now? But you didn't. Did you have the virus? You never did, right? No. Yeah. Nope. So I, I mean, it's it's so individual, and it's always a crapshoot, and depending on whether you had it, and which one you had it, and what your reaction is, and all the things. So I think that I'm gonna do. Um, you know, I'm three weeks out from my second dose. I think they said they set my appointment for me and said you'd better be here on this day. They were very, yeah. very, you know, regimented about it. Uh, that, uh, yeah, I mean, I have some anxiety about it, but I'll get it done sort of earlier in the week so that that weekend is not impeded. But, but it, but it should be good, right? I'm part, I'm part of the thing. I'm part, oh, you're good. I, I'm part of the yeah, masses. Bleep our blue blurp must destroy the free world, must destroy the free <laughs> world. Bleep blurp, bleep blurp. I've been inoculated. Bleep blurp, bleep blurp. You know what I feel like doing today? Planting trees and destroying <laughs> democracy. Uh, and speaking of free weekends, oh, I should have told you this the other day. I hope you're free September 4th. September 4th. We danced until dance the day became until... a brand new day. Uh, I don't yeah. know. I... That's the new, uh, that's the date for the 50th birthday. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, I hope that I am too, because if I'm not, maybe we're going to make it September 3rd. Oh, <laughs> 
Possibly, actually, yes. So, so check your calendars, everybody. All right. Make sure right. you're free. All right. Uh, let's uh, take a break, and we'll come back in actual articles of news. Hey, everyone. This is Kurt Frankham from the Leading Saints podcast. If you'll allow me to slide into the back row of the culture hall and let you know of an upcoming virtual conference that you got to check out. In an effort to bring more thoughtful dialogue to the topic of mental health in the Latter-day Saint context, the team over at Leading Saints has put together the Mentally Healthy Saints Virtual Summit. We have interviewed 20-plus individuals with expertise or real-life experience related to so many mental health topics, including anxiety, depression, eating disorders, ADHD, and even scrupulosity, which is religious obsessive compulsive disorder. We will discuss all these topics as they relate to the Latter-day Saint faith experience and how we can all come together to better minister to those who struggle with mental health. It's free to attend virtually, and you gotta join us. For more details on what topics will be covered and to register for free, text the word LEAD to 474747 or simply visit leadingsaints.org slash mental health. Again, text the word LEAD to 474747 or visit leadingsaints.org slash mental health. A busy full summer from Best DJ in Utah. Go to bestdjinutah.com. Why, that is me, Richie T, and I would love to be able to play music at your upcoming wedding, or maybe you're having a company party, or maybe you're thinking already for the holiday party. Whatever it is that's on your schedule, you should get the number one highest rated DJ for the state of Utah. Now, I know you're thinking, I don't even live in Utah, Richie. Would you ever do an event in Washington State? Oh, I've already done that before. Would you ever do an event in California? Been there too. How about Louisiana? Uh Uh-huh. Texas? Yes. Point is, uh, you know, you, you throw shekels my way. I'll come to wherever you're at. We could even combine it and make it an episode of the cultural hall mind blown if you are in need of a dj at all or someone in your families get married would like to be able to talk to me i would love to be able to talk to them it's best dj in utah.com hey this is dan the laptop man from pc laptops friends i know a lot of you guys and girls are working from home so here's some tips for making sure your computer is ready for working at home because if your computer fails it's going to be really hard to get it fixed because of dwindling supply and parts But we have parts right now, and we have a limited supply of new computers available for you. Make sure your computer is healthy and virus and malware-free. Hackers are trying to infect people and stealing their information during these challenging times. We'll scan the health of your computer for viruses and malware, plus scan your hard drive, memory, and components to make sure you don't have any failing parts. You want to make sure you have strong antivirus and malware protection software as well. Just get into any PC laptops and we'll check your hardware and your software and scan your computer for viruses for absolutely free. Just go to PCLaptops.com. At PC Laptops, we've been serving you for over 28 years and we've got your back during these times of need. We're all in this together. So just go to PCLaptops.com and we'll get you taken care of. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. Time for the second half of Articles of News, where we do actual Articles of News. Hit it, Peter. You can't lose Articles of News. And away we go. I got an email, so I want to give a shout-out to the folks over at Utah Taste Off. Follow at Utah Taste Off on Instagram. Man, more and more, in the thousands of thousands that have joined since we started talking about it, at Utah Taste Off, if you live in the Intermountain West, probably easiest if you live in Utah, but they do delivery uh, now as well, just delicious things that you can taste. It's like your in-home food competitions. They sponsor our email, and I got an email from a guy. His name is... Brother Brent. In fact, if you are a Patreon uh, subscriber, I've mentioned this before, that there are two more slots to become the Celestial Patreon subscriber, which means uh, for $25 a month, uh, we give you a shout out at the end of each episode. 
And, uh, you know, it can be your business. It could be your personal record, Brother Kyle. It could be your whatever. It would be just a couple words that we'll say at the end of every episode if you are a celestial uh, Patreon subscriber. It's a small, small group of people, obviously. Uh, Ultimately, there will only be five. But Brent, Brother Brent, rather, he's been going back. And because Patreon makes it easy for you to listen to the archives of the Cultural Hall, what with us being 500 plus episodes now, he's gone through the first 100 episodes uh, and has listened to the back catalog, and he prepared a top 10 from the uh, the first 100 episodes. I just want to share these mm. because I think it's interesting to note some of the people that we've had in the cultural hall. In fact, as he and I have sort of corresponded back and forth, I went, oh yeah, I didn't even remember that we did that. So uh, here is uh, his top 10 in no particular order except counting down from 10 to number one. Uh, number 10, episode 2 with Kirby Hayborn. We mentioned that quite a bit. Uh, episode 9 is, ep- or I'm sorry, number 9 is episode 85 with Susan Messing, who is uh, an improviser, a world-famous improviser out of Chicago and a dear friend of mine. Not a member of the church, but we talk about her upbringing and her correspondence with members of the church. Number 8 is episode 90 with Paul Cardall. Uh, musician, piano player. Uh, episode, or sorry, number seven is episode 98 with Shannon Hale, uh, author. Uh, pretty cool uh, episode there. Uh, number six is episode number 28 with Michael Berkland. Uh, that's the one that starts out. He found himself uh, waking up after a night of drinking and drugs in the middle of a field. That's pretty amazing. If you see Michael Berkland, you'll recognize who that is, but that's episode 28, number six. Uh, Number five on Brother Brent's list is episode number six, Peter Breinholt, and everyone's able to enjoy... you know, some of his music and some of that first episode in every single episode because that you can't lose articles of news that we just played and the the end of the show is from that particular episode, episode six. Uh, number four is episode 74 with Ellie Duke. And you may not even recognize that name, but she's a musician and it's awesome. Uh, number three is episode... Wasn't she on that TV show? She had two brothers um, and they had the orange General Lee car. Yeah, yeah the Duke boys. <laughs> Ellie Duke. Yeah, Ellie Duke. She had those little short shorts. Uh, <laughs> no, that's Daisy Duke. That's her mom. Oh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> number three on the list is episode 81 with Alex Boye, who we'll actually reference later in the Articles of News this morning. Uh, number two is episode number 13 and 14 with Mitch Main. Uh, that was the openly gay gentleman who served in a bishopric in the Bay Area. And then number one, and this is according only to Brent, you know, you could go back and you could make your own top 10 list, share it with us, and we could inspire others to become Patreon subscribers. By the way, you can also get these if you just search uh, the Cultural Hall and then the names of these individuals. You can listen to them online, or there will be links to all of these in the show notes. Uh, Brother Brent's number one is episode 99, Mission Stories, which I was like, what in the world is episode 89 or 99 Mission Stories? And I forgot. I got one of my old companions, a mission companion, and one of the women that we taught on our mission, all three of us, and we just talked old mission <laughs> stories. And it's and and it was such nerdy fun. I was like, oh yeah, so uh, worth it certainly to become a Patreon subscriber and be able to check well, some of that. Look at back that. Catalog. Who's who on that list of top ten? Like, yeah. Oh, Alex Boyer and Alex Cardall and. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Paul Cardall, to be correct. Paul Cardall. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, ton, I mean, the who's who, and that's just the first hundred. He's going to listen to the second hundred, and he's been given the charge to, to uh, pick his favorite from those as well. So I'm looking forward to that and being able to share that with everyone. Uh, you have actual news, Brother Kyle? I do. Yeah. Do you know who Don Harwell is? Uh, I know Don Knotts. Uh-huh. I know uh, Don Quixote, the real man of La Mancha. Uh-huh. I know, what's the guy in Miami Vice, Don? Oh, Don Johnson. Don Johnson? Yes. <laughs> uh, I know Don of the Morning and Don of the Dead. No, I don't know Don Harwell. Who is this? Well, I'm not going to feel bad because he's passed away. He is a longtime leader of Genesis, the uh, Congregation for Black Latter-day Saints. 
so and he, so people may not know about that. Worth just kind of the sidebar real quick. Genesis is in the Salt Lake Valley. There's a, a group of Black uh, Latter Day Saints who get together, and it's called some people call it the Genesis Project, the Genesis Group, Genesis. Um, but it's it's an opportunity for uh, Black members of the church in the Salt Lake Valley, and, and and obviously it corresponds outwardly. But I think they physically meet once a month in the Salt Lake Valley. Right. Yep. Yeah, once a month. Um... He was among the founders uh, created in 1971 once they uh, were uh, they, they were there to support the faiths of black men and women during the time when their priesthood uh, was not allowed to them. Uh, and after that ended in 78, he, he, he went kind of quiet for a while, but then he brought it back in the 90s and they've been meeting ever since. So a, a great organization and it's still going on, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, he uh, passed away this past week, unfortunately. Yeah, amazing. Uh, there, there are some amazing individuals. We've never had anyone from Genesis here in the cultural hall, and I need to, I need to make sure I do that, especially with some of these founding members starting to get a little up in age. Yeah, he had. It was um, heart issue. He'd had some issues, age uh, seventy-five, I believe. Not that old, but. Uh, and what have you got next? So uh, this is I thought was kind of interesting. A letter from the First Presidency says that senior service mission opportunities are now available for members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints anywhere around the world. And when I saw this headline, I thought, wait a minute, I thought that senior couples could serve anywhere. And, and the distinction is it's the senior service mission. So I think your parents, Brother Kyle, if I remember correctly, yeah. they've served as senior service missionaries like in... in uh, a ward in the west side of Salt Lake or in downtown Salt Lake or something like that, right? They were in, uh, oh gosh, where was it? But they worked at a church historical site. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that so that is different. So like missionaries that would be yeah. seniors that were serving in Salt Lake and then they go to serve in Nauvoo or something like that, right? That's not what this is. As I understand it, like if I lived in Osaka, Japan, right, and I wanted to serve a senior service uh, mission, like, you know, helping the people of Osaka and just being able to live at home, but being called as a missionary, that wasn't available before now. That was only yeah. available to to members of the church in the United States, Canada, and a limited number of other areas. But now uh, those, those senior service opportunities are available to everyone everywhere. Obviously, where those things can be constructed and where people are needed, but but they're able to be available and serve in that capacity. And I think that's unique because there's a lot of people who can't afford the couple grand a month that it is to serve a mission and go to a place like Kirtland or Nauvoo or, you know, go serve in India and, and be proselyting. They need to be able to live at home and come back to home for either familiar concerns or whatever. And so now to be able to serve as a senior service missionary, live from home and do that and do that wherever you live and are a member of the church. It's pretty rad, pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Uh, what else do you have? You want to just go back and forth till we exhaust all the stories? It's been so long since we've done news. I feel like we've got a bunch. Sure. Uh, did you hear about uh, your your friend? Uh, uh, oh gosh, I just lost his first. I'm just trying to remember his first name now, and I've, I've ruined this story. Did you hear uh, about Nate- the lonesome loser? Is that what you're asking? Nate Eaton, oh. a lonesome loser. He's no lonesome loser. No, he's not. In fact, uh, he is a reporter. Uh, you have spoken to many times, become a, a friend here at the Cultural Hall. He is a reporter who has been focusing on the uh, the criminal case against Lori and Chad Daybell. Uh-huh. A couple in Idaho allegedly murdered their children. Um, anyway, he's been, um, by the defense, he has been uh, brought up and... Uh, they want him as a witness in this case for the defense. Yes, interesting. Um, and, and so the subpoena from Chad Chad Dable's defense team aims to have Nate Eaton, news director of East Idaho News, testify as a witness. Uh, Dable's attorneys are arguing that the trial should take place in a different, more defense, more densely populated, populated part of the state because of its uh, publicity. Anyway, uh, yes, he's being called in. Uh, the the other side, the, the prosecution is is fighting this, um, saying it's not pertinent and doesn't have any place being there, but uh, that this is ongoing at the time, and they will be deciding shortly if he will be brought to testify. Well, and I know, so he has spoken multiple times about how this particular case is about all that community can talk about. 
And so if they're looking for a change of venue, that makes sense to me. Nate, why yeah. do you think that this has been? You've said on multiple times that, you know, that this is this is a story that's captivating everyone that, you know, there's. Uh, yeah, I guess as a contest to try and get a a more fair trial, I suppose, that they would need to move it out of that county into a more densely populated, less, you know, rural communities. They talk about stuff a lot. Yeah. And then they say, oh, but did you hear? Which reminds me, Brother Kyle, did you hear uh, about uh, Nate? <laughs> I don't know. I got nothing. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. I hope that uh, I'll have to reach out to him. I'm sure that if he's actually going to be involved, we can't get him here in the cultural hall to talk about it. But after it's happened or if it ends up getting dismissed, we can find out sort of what's going on with him. Yeah. Um you want to travel back in time a little bit, Brother Kyle? I would love to. There's a new video, which you can find uh, the links at theculturalhall.com, that shows uh, the a video. They're building a tunnel uh, underneath North Temple that will essentially go from Temple Square to the Conference Center, uh, an opportunity for members of the church, not everyone, only a select few, to be able to travel underneath uh, to get over to Temple Square, so in, in in instances like inclement weather, for people who don't know, there's a large series of tunnels in downtown Salt Lake. This is not a joke, um, so that you can get from like the church office building to the temple to the now conference center without having to go above ground. Um, and without some, needing an umbrella. Yeah. Ooh. Well, and some uh, some some of that is for safety sakes. Um, you know, to keep the prophet and other leaders secure. I think sure. that's part of yeah, it. Yeah, I get that. Uh, yeah. I think some of it is time management, because can you imagine the prophet walking from the church office building or the church administration building over to the temple? How many people would stop him and be like, hey, can I just get a quick picture? Hey, can I just, hey, do you mind if I, he'd never get anywhere. Hang on, hang yeah. on, hang on. Uh, oh, hang on, let me yeah, get if out. If you don't mind. Um, but hey, look at that. But <laughs> some selfies with the prophet. Uh, but this video is super cool, too, because it also shows the updates with the renovation um, with the Salt Lake Temple, everything on Temple Square. They're saying it is ahead of schedule, which is nice. And they also found cool nails, nails from the time oh, that the yeah. temple was originally built. And guess what? They're made of metal, but they're formed a little differently. And that's why people are like, this is how we know how old these nails are. Because they got the cool. Because they got the square head and they got the flat head and they got the yeah. So all that available now. Along with that, let me share this with you, if I may. There is an exhibit in Salt Lake City um, that you have to go and check out if you're anywhere near. If you're making the pilgrimage um, this summer, you need to check out the Remembering the Salt Lake Temple, a celebratory exhibit. It shares other uh, interesting stories, photographs, artifacts, and memorabilia from the 19th century. Caroline, Caroline Perry, the curator of the exhibit, um, says that the temple was their grand moment. This was their testimony. Uh, you can get to see this only for a couple more weeks. Remembering the Salt Lake Temple is free. It's at a place called Anthony's Fine Art in downtown Salt Lake, and it's open from 10 a.m. to 5.30 p.m., and you can find a link of more what you could see at uh, theculturalhall.com in association with this episode. And I'll, I'll kind of stay on the temple uh, historic theme for just one more moment. If you go through the historic Salt Lake City Cemetery right now, you might find a headstone that reads, Russell M. Nelson, 17th president of the Church of Jesus Christ of, of uh, Latter-day Saints. And you would say, well, well he's alive. Well, he's not as, dead as his yet. <laughs> I'm still alive. Um, I got better. <laughs> uh, sorry. But, uh, you know, usually when one of the spouses dies, then you put the headstone in, and then the other, the other spouse gets to creepily look at that until they're dead, going, oh, here's where I'm going to sleep forever. Uh -huh. uh, but they put theirs up now because they used a part of the Salt Lake City Temple to create their headstone. Oh, cool. Like the old granite from the Salt Lake City yeah. Temple? Cool. Yep. Yeah. And put that, and, and so they get to go visit that and go, oh, look, there's our names. It's the grave's calling us. Yeah. It's just saying our days are limited. Um, but yeah, so that's already up at the Salt Lake City Temple. You can go see that, uh, even though he's very much alive. Um, but go down and see that there. Um, oh, I thought I saw something else clever on it here, but 
But no, that's with it. So yeah, look for that. Look for the plaque, and it's just waiting for him. And I can tell you, those those uh, headstones, uh, I just happen to know, are pretty darn expensive. Oh yeah, yeah. You'd think that you they're shopping for them. You'd think oh, that heavens. they are made of gold. Did you, yes. were you were you at the point where you thought it was end of life? You were already shopping for headstones. Maybe. Were you really? Yes. Oh my gosh. Are you, are let me you tell a... you what else is expensive: wheelchairs and care facilities. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But being unattached, I was going to run up a phenomenal bill <laughs> and just give that middle finger to the to the world when I said, "Oh, there's my debt." And I was going to—I think I told you—I was going to bury the keys of the Porsche that I was going to lease with me mm-hmm. in my lapel pocket. <laughs> they can make other keys, you know, right? Yeah, but it's such a pain and so expensive in a Porsche. <laughs> right. I happen to know for a fact it's about $3,800 to get a new key. What? And programmed, yes. What a what an epic way to go. Good for you. I have, I have a friend um, who people probably know. Uh, I hope it's all right that I share this. I think it would be okay. Uh, her, her name is Lisa Valentine Clark, and, and sort of um, notably oh, her yeah. husband passed away of ALS. And she recently placed the headstone uh, of her husband on their grave, and she's listed as well. You know, because that's where she'll she will lay in rest whenever that day occurs for her. And I asked her if it's sort of like you you know in a Christmas Carol when oh, yeah. when in when he, he's going with the ghost of Christmas future. And I remember this probably most in the Mickey Mouse version. So I'm not actually sure that it's in the book by Charles Dickens, though I would probably assume that it is where they go to the gravesite. And they, who, who's buried in this? And then the, uh, the, the uh, Grim Reaper shows the light on the headstone and you see your name. Like, I can't help but think that that would be a little bit of like a, what the, this is me. What? Like this sort of surreal, yeah. this out of body, like this is where I'll be. And did, did you ask her that? Yes. <laughs> I said, is it like that? And she said, yeah, absolutely. It's odd to me. So uh, just recently burying my my grandmother, my dad's burial plot is right next to where my grandmother will be buried. It's purchased. Mm. He owns it. He knows that he and my stepmom will be buried there. And it was for a brief moment, and I had to get myself out of it real quick, but for a brief moment, I was like, in a day in the future... I will be here mourning the loss of my father on this very spot. Yeah. It's freaky. Uh, and, and if and sorry to dwell on this for a moment, but uh, with your partner there, Lisa Valentine Clark, mm-hmm. uh, how long ago did this occur? It's almost a year. Okay. It, it just, when I hear ALS now, it, it just, it strikes me because, right. yeah. So, but yeah. I don't know why that fascinates me. But. Yeah, no, I to me, and if there's ever a trooper, and I, I you know, I always give her a hard time, um, but since we've, we've gotten this far, like if there is ever someone who now has committed their life to a cause, you know, her husband had passed away almost a year ago, and she is undying in her uh, devotion toward people who are finding their way through ALS. When I had mentioned to, to her about... Um, your potential diagnosis for ALS when early on you thought it was, you know, sort of that aggressive form. She, and I believe her, quite literally said, whatever he needs, if he needs to call me in the middle of the night, if he needs, you know, his his partner or your significant other to be able to to ask any questions and whatever. And and she, you know how some people say stuff and they don't mean it and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, whatever. Yeah. She, I, with, with uh, complete, seriousness she said yeah whatever he needs let him know that i'm there for him or for her and uh and she yeah she's an amazing individual don't anyone tell her yeah. that i say this i work with her on the daily and if she knows that i actually have respect for her it will be unbearable to be around so if we can just yeah. all kind of yeah. keep this together but she's one of the most amazing people that that i've ever known uh, and especially in that respect, um, for her to be able to 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 do and really mean something like this. And on top of that, people will be able to see her this summer in Once I Was Engaged, the sequel to the movie Once I Was a Beehive. She'll I be... cannot wait. Yeah, she, she. I really cannot wait. It's a, it's one of the best uh, church films that I've seen. That's not really a church film, but church film. 
and and her and some of the other cast will be back here uh, coming up. Let's lighten it up a little bit, shall we? Come on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This, this was interesting. Yeah, lighten it up. You know Zach Wilson? Yeah, uh, he's a quarterback. Quarterback. Uh, the BYU Cougars. Yes. Recently drafted to the New York Jets. Now we haven't done an articles of news since he was he was drafted, but lots of people talk about how he's baby faced. He's a he's a young looking uh, gentleman. Um, yeah, he went second in the draft. Like, hey, we pick one guy that was another team, and then the second team was like, we pick Zach Wilson. So huge deal, big deal. Um, but on the day of the draft, people were talking about two things. One that he was so baby-faced, and then two, that his mom is gorgeous. Really? Yes. Her name is Lisa Wilson. Sister Wilson is her name. Uh, there's emotional moments that were shared, and then people went crazy to say, <laughs> we are sure are grateful that Zach Wilson got drafted to the New York Jets because his mom is hot. Oh, I just Googled her. And you and are you kidding me? Yeah, she 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 is she's, she's twenty three years old. No, she's not twenty three years old. Oh, that must be his wife or something. No, his mom. His mom. He he plays football for the New York Football Jets. He can't be. She can't be twenty three years old. I think this is showing pictures of. of is he married? When, no, he's to got a girl. A blonde. Nope, he's got a girlfriend, and his girlfriend went to the draft. Which I'm just, that's just such a curious situation. Maybe we'll have to get her in. But the internet lost its collective and respectful mind when they saw the video of Lisa Wilson. Uh, who is Zach Wilson's mom. And there were lots of people that also said, guys, are we still in the 80s? Can we speak about a woman a little bit more respectively, please? And, uh, you know what? I, I will. And she's I'm sure she's brilliant. But you wanted to know what, you know, about her looks. Yeah, she's she's a fox. <laughs> as, as we used to say in the day. All right. She just is. That was the story. I'm verifying that. Yeah. yeah. As. Uh, a man, but here, but here is a guy who just got drafted as the second pick in the football draft, and what people are talking about is not his hustle, not his gamesmanship, not his ability to maybe help the New York Jets win a football game. Your mom's yeah. a fox. <laughs> Mom is smoking. <laughs> yeah, you make how many millions a year just like that? Yeah, yeah, but look at your mom, dude. What do you got? A man was arrested at a Utah motel oh, in yeah. uh, Fillmore, Utah, after guests reported him making threats, including he was going to kill everyone staying there and the Mormons, yeah. which you think would have been everyone staying there in Fillmore, Utah. Yeah, probably not a lot of the not the Mormons at Fillmore, Utah hotel. Right. And so Lawrence Frasaldati, age 58, faces 10 charges relating to assaulting officers threats of terrorism, possession of dangerous weapon by a restricted person, and drug possession. So uh, they report, and their deputy showed up. Uh, he walks out with a gun over his shoulder, goes back into his room. They, they end up kicking down the door, going in. Uh, there's a, a line here from the deputy that said, he scratched my neck with his fingernails, and it bled. Mm. Oh, you got a scratch from his fingernail. <laughs> Oh. Sorry, but but yeah, he fought with the deputies. They tase him. Um, they're choking each other, wrestling around in this film war thing because he said he was going to kill the Mormons. But they got him now, so you're safe. Don't people freak out? You're fine. We've got him. I I think there was probably some mental illness, so hopefully this gentleman gets some help because uh, the lady like running the hotel they called into the room. And as they were talking to him, he reported that he was the one that killed Osama bin Laden. Yes. And that he works right. for the CIA and that he mm -hmm. was going to kill all of the Mormons. So, And he said, if you come into this room, you will be mine. Which I'm assuming is not like talking about being his valentine. I'm thinking it's probably <laughs> something a little more vicious. Maybe more sinister. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, will be mine. How about Ow, you scratch my neck? Oh, you ever had a scratch on your neck? I know it's really annoying. Yeah, yeah think about how much you move and it just hurts. I mean, oh, I'll take a scratch on my arm. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, I'll do that all day. Scratch on my foot, depending on what part of my foot. Sure. 
back of my legs. There's parts of my legs I can't even feel anymore. But not on the yeah, neck. Not on the neck. With the fingernail. The fingernail scrape yeah, is that. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Uh, if you're planning a trip to Nauvoo this summer, here are six things that you should know. Number one, historic Nauvoo will be opening in phases and on a limited basis. So this is going to be this is going to be appropriate for any sort of church history. Uh, but this particular article is about Nauvoo. Uh, you can go to nauvoohistoricsites.org/updates. Uh, historic Nauvoo features five newly restored or rebuilt sites that will help tell the story of the restoration of the gospel. So pretty cool. Uh, visitors must register for a guided tour in groups of eight or less in order to enter any historic building. And I recommend this again. If you're going to any church historic site this year, uh, where in the past you could have just shown up and been like, we love Carthage. We want to see Nauvoo. What about this independence? Make sure that you plan it out. Otherwise, I think you'll be disappointed. Uh, number four, visitors who do not register for an in-person guided tour can still experience the sites through live video tours, which I encourage you to uh, to do this because you can do this like you, Kyle, and your kid. You could be like, let's tour Nauvoo tonight, and you can make an appointment, and then the missionaries take a phone or a tablet or some sort of video thing, and they walk you through and say, hey, this is this, and you can raise your hand. Oh, so and it's ask. not pre-recorded? No. They do it with you? Yes. Wow. It's That's super cool. cool. I've talked to people who've done this for youth groups, for like family home evenings, different things like that. It's it's super cool that they're doing that. Uh, COVID-19 precautions will be in place, so don't forget your masks. And visitors must check in at the Family Living Center before taking any reserved tours. So that's just a couple things about um, Nauvoo if you're planning on traveling. Uh, Mitt Romney, this is a couple weeks old now, but worth noting that Mitt Romney uh, got boos <coughs> and cat calls when he was at the Utah GOP convention, you know, oh. because as members of the church, we respect people and, you know, are civil and can handle difference of opinion. And as was uh, a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, uh, Governor Spencer Cox. Yep. Also booed. We're booing Mormons. Why? Why? I don't I don't boo non-Mormons, so I don't boo Mormons. I just don't I just don't boo people. I cannot like them. Trust me. I cannot like a politician till the day ends and then the next day begins. I can do that. I do that fiercely and with the best of them. But there's no I don't ever know a time or a place when it would be appropriate to boo someone like that. I mean, unless of course, you know, I mean, there's the extreme examples like when they deserve it. But I don't feel like just because they differ from your opinion that that they deserve right. it. Right. Uh, this isn't a hockey or soccer game. We don't boo them. I should have done this. Uh, I should have done this when we were talking about uh, Zach Wilson before. But I got a few quick things about Zach Wilson uh, that people may not know. Um, one, did you know that Zach Wilson's uncle is David Neeleman, who is the founder of JetBlue and the new founder of Breeze Airways? That's Zach Wilson's uncle. I'm hating him and his family more and more. <laughs> Don't boo them. I Oh, I won't boo him. Uh, he's a hometown hero. Uh, he had committed to play uh, uh, at Boise State, but then decided to play at BYU. He has a oh, huge... So he's a traitor as well. Yeah. <laughs> he has a big family tree. There are 36, there, uh, his parent, grandparents rather, have seven children. There's 36 grandchildren and 28 great-grandchildren in the Wilson family. Now, this may make you appreciate him actually a little bit more. Uh, Zach Wilson went to California to be trained by previous um, BYU quarterback John Beck um, and was, you know, um, was helped quite a bit by his experience and his expertise. Well, uh, in order to help pay for uh, driving back and forth and staying in California during the pandemic, Zach Wilson worked for DoorDash, delivered okay. food, delivered food Credit and, there. and said, yeah, you know what? I'm going to have to do this. I got to pay for it. Didn't have the money, the millions he had now. So he said, you know, I got to do this. And he would throw the food from the car safely to the door. Uh, Nailed it every time. <laughs> Nailed it. He just stood at his car. He said, open the door. And he would pass it to him. I, I didn't realize that uh, that there was that. Uh, Jimmer Fredette and Zach Wilson, friends. Jimmer Fredette. Is he the other quarterback for no, the BYU? Jimmer Fredette was the basketball player that 
got drafted into the NBA and then didn't do anything. But it, it, Jim, ah, Jimmermania. Okay. Big, All right. Big, big deal. Did you know that Zach Wilson is a master juggler? I did not. Well, wow. I'd love the idea of... <laughs> And I just want you to picture this. He gets on the stage. I already am. Roger Goodell uh, playing for the New York football Jets. Zach Wilson. And he comes <laughs> in. <laughs> uh, too funny. And then uh, a couple other things. He played for Corner Canyon, which is a high school in, in Draper, Utah. And then he's a member of the church. That also Jesus has Christ. a fantastic high school mountain bike team, Corner Canyon. Well, sure, because they are One right the there best. in the corner of the canyon. They yeah. have it right out their back door. Uh, what other stories do you have, Brother Kyle? Uh, this would relate to you, what we talked about earlier. Uh, a PRRI survey reported last month that half of Latter-day Saints have either received or plan to receive the COVID-19 vaccine. Um, and of the remaining half, 33% are hesitant. Mm-hmm. And 17% say they will not be getting one. Which everyone I hear whenever we share, we've shared that story twice. Uh, if you follow us on Facebook, people have said, "Oh, so we're just we're just about like what the nation is at." Okay. Yeah. All right. But that actually surprises me that it is that high of a number that have got them or getting it. Um, quite honestly. Yeah. As far as members. Because locally, if you don't if you don't live in Utah and you're listening to that and you're like, "Why is that surprising?" The media in Utah would have us to believe that lots of members of the church are anti-vaxxers or specifically anti this particular vaccination. That seems to be the message that they they promote. But yeah, to know that we're on average, okay. I would have hoped that we would have been a little higher, uh, what with the, you know, the leadership of the church saying, hey, you know what, if you want to serve abroad, you know, you need to make sure that you get inoculated against COVID-19, that they themselves got vaccinated and showed video and pictures of, you know, President Nelson and others getting vaccinated. I would have thought that maybe it would be a little bit higher, like the do as I'm doing, follow, follow me kind of thing. Um, I mean, President Trump got one. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. See? couple other things as we make our way through the last bit of the news. Uh, we didn't mention this, but I called it, and I want to gloat a little bit, the Ephraim Utah Temple. We mentioned this when we were talking about the temples and the Tykert, Minerva Tykert paintings, and I very uh, offhanded said, you know what they should do? They should build a temple in Ephraim just nearby. They make the uh, Manti Temple sort of a historic place. Maybe they even open it as like an open house and dedication monument towards the early saints of the, of the church and build a temple elsewhere. Well, lo and behold... Eerie. Yeah. Lo and behold, Crazy. Pres- President Nelson must listen to the cultural hall. I had no idea. This is Shout bot- out, yeah, Prez. Yeah. Bottom up, bottom up inspiration or whatever they call it. Ground roots <laughs> inspiration. Um, they have, in fact, announced a, an, an Ephraim Utah temple. It's going to be typical and on par for the size of a Utah temple. Uh, it serves the people of Snow College, which if people don't know, it's a junior college that's right there in Ephraim. Lots of members of the church go there. It's sort of, uh, it, it, yeah, denoted by the junior college name. It's a place that if people, you know, they want to go away to college, but they don't want to go too far. And some of the other universities in the state of Utah either didn't accept them or maybe too big, especially when you get to the, the folks that are um, rural uh, in the state of Utah and the big city sort of scares them or they're not quite ready for that yet. Uh, Ephraim is a place that they'll go. Snow College is a place they'll go. So that, that temple will get used like crazy. The other part of that, um, that thing that I said, uh, the Manti Temple, they're going to be able to keep those Minerva Tykert um, paintings there on the wall. They still will adapt it so that you can get multi-languages at the Manti Temple before it was just the live ceremony. Um, but So that will open up, but they're not going to destroy or remove or take down any of those things. And, and then Ephraim will be able to help that particular population there. I thought that was pretty cool, pretty innovative, mm-hmm. and that it was outside of General Conference. I got the little ping on my phone and went, huh, how about that? And that certainly came about pretty quick. Uh, you have a couple more? Are you done? Where are you at? That's all mine. 
Let me see what I've got for you. This is uh, Sharon Eubank, Sister Sharon Eubank, who outlines five principles that guide the church's approach to disaster preparedness and response. I thought that this was interesting. Just worth a quick read. Uh, The church aligns with local government priorities, so we don't come in with our own ideas saying, this is what we need to do. We come to local governments and they say, this is what we need you to do, and we go, okay. Uh, The church looks for ways to help disaster victims participate in the response, meaning we come in and we don't try and solve everyone's problems. We come in and say, hey, how can we help you? And can you help us? And can we get you to do that? Uh, The church involves the community, so the greater community around the disaster. The church seeks sustainable service opportunities, and meaning... If we do this activity, does it help us solve the problem later on when it comes up again? Does it safeguard dignity? Is it good for the environment? Does it strengthen families? Or is it a Band-Aid? Or does it solve the root of the problem? I thought that was pretty cool. And the church pursues local solutions with local resources. Again, um, it would be very easy for the church and its billions of dollars to walk into a situation and say, Here! We're going to fix this right now. But we don't actually fix anything. We just sort of walk into it and then and then don't help out anything. Um, There is a new film series called Mission Stories. They're promoting the crap out of it here in Utah. Uh, It's directed by a newly recovering alcoholic, which I thought was interesting. Uh, We'll likely have Bryce Clark, the director of it, uh, into the cultural hall in the future, wants to talk about just the experience of making this. When he first kind of had the idea and was approached in 2019, he was not yet in recovery. He had recently lost his company, was faced with other personal setbacks, uh, leading him to relapse in a way that he never had before. Uh, Talks about his struggles with being an alcoholic and now being able to share these inspirational stories uh, through the movie Mission Stories. You can find a trailer uh, for it at the show notes at theculturalhall.com. So I thought that was cool. Uh, You can see it in theaters, but you will definitely be able to see it on DVD in the future. A story for the future that we'll get into more. Um, We've done an episode with the the couple authors of um, the book A Girl's Guide to Heavenly Mother. And uh, Heavenly Mother is being talked about quite a bit. Recently, um, Fiona Givens, uh, who worked at BYU, stepped away from her position after saying in a uh, Harlem, New York fireside, she sort of said, hey, I want to speculate for a little bit. But I want to tell you that maybe the pillar of light that was at the first vision, like maybe that was Heavenly Mother, among other things. And, you know, she admitted that it was speculation, but apparently has received some sort of backlash. So her um, position uh, working at BYU, she sort of stepped away from. Um, People said, oh, did she get fired? Is that what happened? She then later got on Twitter and said, guys, I didn't get fired. I stepped away um, from my position from the Neil A. Maxwell Institute. And uh, as I understand it, her husband still works there. So it would be hard for me to believe that. They had really treated her, you know, poorly and that her husband would stick around. I don't feel like husbands do that. Um, so she has said, you know, what? I'm going to go work on other things. I'm going to uh, I'm going to explore those opportunities. Anyway, it's interesting to note that that's what it is. No longer employed by BYU's Maxwell Institute for Religious Scholarship. Um, but we'll be pursuing different things. And the discussion about Heavenly Mother will continue, which is great. The large fire that destroyed a significant portion of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in Fruta uh, is thought to have been set intentionally, and federal law enforcement are asking for the community's help to find the person who is responsible. A reward of up to $10,000 is being sought for uh, the, the church that was on 417 East Otley Ave. In Lower Valley Fire District Chief Frank Cavallari said... That when the crew arrived, the fire had already sp- spread through the main section of the building. They're for sure that it's arson. If people have information, it's 888 ATF Fire. Uh, this is in Mesa County. It's Fruta, and I believe that it is part of Colorado. So if you know anything about that, um, the people there from that particular congregation have said, quote, it's shocking and it brings tears. It's sad to see something that you love damaged and destroyed. We saw windows where we were just sitting yesterday. They were blown out by the fire. So 
sad for the Saints there. And then I want to leave this on sort of a happy note. Uh, India Boye. Now, you might recognize the last name Boye. Uh, it is Alex Boye's daughter, India, recently won the Reflections competition. Now, if you don't know what Reflections is, it's a thing. I think it's the PTA, the nation over. It certainly is for the state of Utah. Reflections is they come up with a theme like not dead yet in the case of Brother Kyle, right? And then people create art and they create poems and they create photography and it all sort of falls in this theme and you compete first at like your grade level and then you compete at your uh, school level and then at the district level and then region I think and then state and I've got to think that it's national but I don't know that anyway uh, India Boye uh, will take us home and out of this episode with a little bit of her rap her reflections winning rap Ooh. My name is I-I-T-I-A That's me, let me tell you about my family history My mom is white and my dad is brown They are the best and they won't let me tell Don't matter to our race We're all God's children and we like to have fun I'm mad because my family loves me I'm mad because I like to dance I'm mad because I get down with that I'm mad because I'm a cool cat we hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body, that if you're not healthy enough to listen this week, that you'll be healthy enough to listen next week. Oh, that was my line. Uh-huh. Do you know the other one? Uh, yep. And if, uh, and until then. <laughs> Sorry, I took your line. And that, when well, the ti- and that when the time comes, here, I'll whisper it in your ear. And when the time comes. Uh, you, when, the t- when the time comes. That you'll be able to travel home. That you'll be able to travel home. In safety. In the meantime, Brother Brent, Ken Williams, and BigMikesProducts.com will be saving a seat for you. Oh, yeah, on the back row. Of the Cultural Hall. Save me a seat, it's sure to be neat. On the back row, we really gotta go on the Cultural Hall show.